0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on another cloudy day here in the capital city as once again we put the topic of leadership under the microscope. I'm your host Scott Chaloner and I'm delighted to be joined on today's programme by James Leggett. James is the Managing Director of MTM Consulting, the market leader for research in independent schools, headquartered in Suffolk. James, very warm welcome to you and thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us today.
1: Thanks, Scott.
0: Our pleasure. Real pleasure having you um, on the air with us as well, James. Now, the purpose of this discussion is to really establish your take on leadership as a whole. So, if we just dive straight in and look at that word leader in isolation for a moment, first and foremost, what does that word actually mean to you and how does it resonate?
1: To me, a leader is a visionary and someone who has uh, a a great uh, picture of the future and where things are headed to but is also able to encourage others to see that vision with them and to take a team along with them so that's um in in our team i would see myself as the leader as in as my ideas and concepts but then i have to obviously encourage the team to understand those support those and to come along with me on the journey
0: I think that's exactly right I mean an important part of leadership is being able to take people with you isn't it and mm. it takes sometimes a visionary to be able to do that to get people to buy into the, uh, the collective vision that's uh, one good way of doing that but another thing is people management as well showing that you are on perhaps an equal footing showing a great deal of humility and transparency um, as a leader and that showing that you're Looking out for the interests of those around you is another means of being able to take people with you on that journey. So, there's also an element of that involved with leadership, isn't there? Consideration for those around you, because it is fundamentally just as much about the team as it is about you at the helm.
1: Certainly, without a good team, is uh, is much harder to make anything work. And in fact, we have to bear in mind that most of what of uh, especially in the Education sector, our resource, our, our people are humans. Uh, we have to be aware of their wants and needs as well and make sure that we we, we are looking after our, our staff, which includes both kind of, uh, how we treat them on a day to day basis, but also understanding what's happening in their lives. How do we make sure that we are appropriate with them?
0: Exactly right and there's a renewed focus on that at the moment isn't there with the context of the COVID-19 pandemic and um, a real heightened um, awareness of mental health and well-being and that's something which is really going to be important going forward um, as well isn't it just making sure that everybody's in the, uh, the right headspace and I think for somebody working in the education and industry such as yourselves as well I mean it's going to be even more important isn't it?
1: Yeah, when this was all announced and was obviously a a challenge for us all, I actually told all my my team to that uh, the work was almost uh, the secondary importance to looking after themselves, looking after their families, and making sure that that every that everybody's well. Things were catered for, but also this is almost a once in a lifetime opportunity to spend some quality time with our families uh, working from home is challenging especially with young children and whilst attending to homeschool so we decided with that to just rather enjoy that and uh, work is obviously important but it's quieter at, at the moment anyway so let's just enjoy the quality time with our families um which we may never have this this sort of opportunity again
0: and it's really tested the ability of leaders and business to adapt hasn't it whether that be adapt to remote working adapt to new safety guidelines when working on sites or on the uh, the front line and i think in your industry especially it's certainly going to change not just the uh, the delivery of education but also um, the the way that things are going to be working in the uh, the future and what do you think that the long term effect of this is going to be on your industry as a whole
1: in the short term the Challenges of open days of um, of admissions, most of how we sell independent schools uh, is the wow factor of of the buildings, the grounds, the facilities, etc., which we are completely unable to, to, to display in their full glory. Um, uh, there's lots about virtual open days, and many people doing those exceptionally well, but that certainly had to. Uh, Encourage a different way of thinking of things and a different way of working. Longer term, particularly with the independent education sector, the uncertainty of how long we can afford our fees for. Um, If you join a reception in an independent school at the moment, if it's an all-through school, we know that the average independent school household has 1.8 children. If they join with the first children in uh, the first child into Reception. They will be their total fees will be around the four hundred and forty thousand pounds mark, assuming both children go all the way through. But the challenge for independent schools is if if you are joining in reception, often you want to ensure your children can can stay in an independent school. How how do you encourage parents to have the confidence to continue to pay those fees and to join at the reception age with that prospect in mind? Uh, that's certainly a challenge for many schools, I think.
0: And considering, of course, how um, the industry has adapted to the uh, the pandemic thus far, would you actually say that you've been inspired by what you've seen from those around you as well, James? Because we've heard some fantastic stories, haven't we, of people, be they on the front line or elsewhere, of how they've really gone above and beyond to just keep things ticking over uh, during this time. And it, we also hear it said that times of adversity do bring out the best in us as well.
1: Certainly. the uh, My Children are learning from home. We use uh, a prep school just near us here in colchester and the staff how they've adapted to online learning and on- online teaching has been amazing um as as well as the offerings of of um other consultancy firms and and suppliers of the tech technology which which allows all this to happen. Many of those have been offering um pre samples. Uh, free subscriptions those sorts of things so it's really highlighted those who the businesses who are are, are genuinely interested and care about schools as opposed to those who are more focused on bottom line.
0: And while we're on the topic of um, inspirations uh, James I think it would be great if we could maybe backtrack a little bit and just maybe ask what sort of things have you drawn inspiration from as you've developed through your career are there any individuals that really stand out or maybe any experiences that you've had that have perhaps had a profound influence
1: there have been a number of nuggets along the way if you like Uh, there's uh i i've always tried to learn something from everybody and off everything along the way so even if things don't work out then there's always a reason and there's always some learning. Um, I'm a farmer's son, so it was always interesting to watch my father's response to uh, costing and pricing, but also my grandfather's um, ability to be nice and kind to absolutely everybody he met along the way. That was certainly an inspiration for me. I would always have to bear in mind the previous owner of MCM, who unfortunately, passed away um earlier this year she led me along this path and um certainly have a lot to thank her for and i think with her it was an understanding of people and how to treat people um and the benefits of certain environments all, all the things i've learned from along the way
0: I think there's some interesting things to take away from those examples in that some of the most influential leaders out there, if you will, can be the people closest to us. It can be mentors. It can be parents. It can be colleagues. It doesn't necessarily have to be people that are in the public eye and really stick their heads above the parapet and are on pedestals. It can be the people who just get on with it behind the scenes, everyday, normal human beings, just having a profound influence on others, can't it? Mm,
1: certainly. Um, I'm blessed with a good, a great, family in fact um and it's certainly been my uh grandfather who's supported me all the way through but i think it's it's much easier almost for grandparents to be supportive because they're not as tied in with the day-to-day um uh, uh, living with the within our i'm one of three children um i'm glad i only have two i'm not sure how my parents cope with three but with grandparents being one step removed i think they um they have a lot more um, uh, space and energy to support, but it is, as you say, often those closest to you that we can learn the most from, and are actually our rocks when we need them.
0: And having looked back at the uh, the past, uh, James, it only serves that we, of course, talk about the future as well before we do wrap things up on the uh, the program today. Um, do. Give me an idea over the next year as to what you envision happening for yourself and for MTM Consulting as we move through the COVID-19 situation and hopefully emerge from the other side and also really begin to look to the long-term future.
1: Uh, We've used the lockdown period, which has been a quiet period for us to understand where we are, our strengths and weaknesses as a business But also identify the strengths and weaknesses in the sector. Uh, Most of our clients are independent schools. Um, We've we've started working a little bit with universities who are experiencing the same challenges as independent schools, and nurseries are also having some challenges, partly caused by the the birth rates, but also caused by the uncertainty of parents. So we've been looking at how how all those things apply to us where we go from here um and in fact we've focused on our marketing moving forward improving our our capabilities internally even the staff who are furloughed are on training courses to help them improve their skills and make sure that they are they are um ahead of the game and what they're doing but um so I think there will be amalgamation in the sector. We will lose some smaller prep schools. We've already lost around 10, which is, is saddening, really. But um, but it, it does mean that we are thinking, in fact, all the schools are thinking, what happens next? Where do we go from here? How do we make sure we understand our markets, what the parents want, make sure we put the product first, and then the brand around that as opposed to just hoping our brand will carry us through.
0: Mm, exactly right, Tim. It's planning for eventualities and being proactive, and just being ready to adapt term um, for the future uh, to assure that longevity for sure. And you know, I think it would be fantastic, uh, James, if there is a positive story to tell in the uh, the next few months as to how MTM Consulting is getting on. To even have you back on the program with us, just to see what initiatives you're involved in, how um you've innovated, and just see sort of the state of the industry as a whole. I think that would be an incredibly informative thing.
1: We'd love to be involved. Um, there's uh, we. Work with a lot of data on schools. We know all about every school, and the next round of um, of, of uh, DFE data is out soon. So then we'll have uh, an understanding of how schools fared in advance of all of this. Obviously, the um, no one can really predict where we will be in in, um, in in September, but at least we'll have a good idea of, of where help needs to be offered but also who's doing well. Um, yeah, so we I'd love to
0: Mm, uh, exactly right. I think it's going to be interesting to really see where uh, things are in the, uh, the next few months. And, you know, James, it's been a real pleasure having you on the uh, the programme today, for sure. It's a shame we don't have uh, more time. Otherwise, we could talk about it all uh, morning and all afternoon, I'm sure. But um, it's, I've got to say, um, most importantly, um, until we do have the opportunity to touch base again, do take care and do stay safe with all still going on as well. Because as everybody knows, we're not out of the woods yet with this. And there are still a great deal of variables before we can really look to the long term future.
1: Mm, shall do. Thanks Scott, and you.
0: That was James Leggett speaking. Coming up next on the programme today, I'll be handing over to Jonathan White for his exclusive interview with Lord David Blunkett. Lord Blunkett is an active member of the House of Lords, a former Labour MP and Secretary of State, and of course the Chairman of the Leaders' Council of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Now, despite being blind from birth, Lord Blunkett was one of the most prominent politicians of his generation, holding a number of senior positions in the Cabinet of Tony Blair and serving as the MP for his Sheffield, Brightside and Hillsborough constituency for 28 years. He was elevated to the House of Lords back in August 2015, anointed Baron Blunkett of Brightside and Hillsborough, his old constituency. That interview is coming up next. Lord Blunkett, welcome.
2: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you.
3: Um, Well, of course, uh, nothing is being said uh, at the moment other than COVID-19.